I want to welcome everybody to church. I'm so glad that you're here. If you're here physically in the building on Sunday morning, uh, we're glad you're here. If you're watching online, uh, we're so glad that you decided to spend part of your week with us. Uh, I'm excited about this word. I'm excited about what we're going to get into today as we continue our series on faith. I believe that God has something for you today. Uh, It doesn't matter what time you're watching this, where you're watching this, Uh, If you're online, I I know that God has a word for you today. I know that God uh, has dropped something in my heart that I want to give you, and I know that it's for you, and I know it's for this season uh, of life that we're in as we're continuing to talk about faith. And so before we do that, let's just prepare our hearts. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes, um, and we're going to pray and uh, just prepare our hearts for the word. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that as we get into the scripture today, as we get into the Word of God, that our hearts are open. They're ready to receive what you have for us. Father, I know that you have given me a word, Father, and I pray that you speak through me, that it's not my words, but your words, Father, and that you would speak through me clearly and precisely this morning. Right now, in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, Satan, you have no power here. You have no authority here. I come against distraction, and I just come against the attacks of the enemy, Father, that our hearts would be focused uh, for this time to hear your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. We've been, uh, Pastor started a series on what is faith uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, this came from a series that we started after and around Father's Day where we talked about the Word of God. And Pastor has been taking time talking about the Word and reading the Word and what happens when you read the Word. And when you get your Bible out, whether it's on your phone, a tablet, or a physical paper Bible, when you read that, amazing things happen. And one of the things that happens comes out of Romans ten seventeen. It says, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you read your Bible, you get faith. Your faith is built. Your faith is strengthened. Your faith grows as you read the word of God. It says, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things that pastor's been talking about is read your Bible out loud. Um, he, he says that, you know, he'll sit out on his back porch and read the word of God, read it out loud. You know, just, you know, you know you're screaming. You're not, you're not screaming so the neighbors can hear you. You're just reading the word of God out loud where you can hear it. Another great way is if you're in the YouVersion Bible app, which I hope that you are if you have a smartphone or a tablet. I hope that you're using that. Even it's available on desktop. Cool thing that it does is certain translations will read it to you. Um, and I, <clears throat> I use that feature a lot. I love to sit down and have it read it to me, and I'll follow along on the page, and then it's reading it to me. And that's a great way to hear the Word of God. Right now, uh, you're in church, we're reading Scripture, you're hearing the Word of God, your faith is growing, and your faith is being strengthened. Now, before we move on to our next verse, kind of, I, I want to take just a small minute and talk to you about reading your Bible. I just want to give you a few tips uh, and tricks on reading your Bible. And, and I know I've talked about this before, but I want to just share it with you again. Uh, an easy way to start reading your Bible is to download the YouVersion Bible app and read the verse of the day. It gives a brand new verse every single day, and you can read that. That's a great way to jump in and start. A next step from that would be to read the full chapter, whatever the verse of the day is, to go and you can click read full chapter. And you could read the full chapter. Like I said, you could have it even read it to you. Um, 
Another great thing is on the YouVersion Bible app is there's thousands of free Bible plans, devotionals, uh, that go from three days to 365 days. Um, and those are great ways to get into the Word of God and to grow, to read some Scripture and then have a little reading that you read that explains that Scripture. Another cool thing they're doing on the YouVersion Bible app is they have stories. And at the very top of your home screen, you can click Stories, and it's the verse of the day. And it has a little reading that goes with it and a little one to two minute video of pastors from all over the country uh, that teach on that verse for one to two minutes explaining it. And then it has a prayer at the end that you can pray. And that is a great way to start reading your Bible. Uh, we've been talking about how that you shouldn't read your Bible all day, but you should read your Bible every day. And like I've already said, the verse of the day is a great way to start. And if you want more than that, a great thing, next step is read a chapter a day. Um, I encourage you to start in the New Testament, which is Matthew through Revelations. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the Gospels. Um, those are all about Jesus. If you were going to start those books, I would start in the book of John. Read John first. Um, <clears throat> the book of Acts is all about the start of the church. And then you go from there of the letters to the church. Uh, Paul wrote many of those letters uh, of letters to the church. And so start in the New Testament. If you read in the Old Testament, I encourage you to get through Psalms and Proverbs first before you read anything else in the Old Testament. So those are just a few tips and tricks on reading your Bible. A translation I would encourage you to start in is the New Living Translation, uh, NLT for short. Um, and that is a great translation that's easy to understand that doesn't deviate too much from the original text. Uh, it's going to be a little easier to read than your King James Version. Uh, New King James is good too, uh, but New Living is a little it's even easier than the New King James Version, but it doesn't deviate too much. And if you really need something that's just very simple and easy to understand, the message translation is great for that. But you don't want to spend uh, too much time in the message. That's a great book uh, translation to use. Uh, for If you read something you think, man, I don't understand, I don't get that, read it also in the message, and, and that'll help you understand it. So we're talking about faith and how you get faith. Romans 10, 17, which we just read, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're talking about what is faith. And we looked at this last week, Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, here's what I think is cool is it starts with now faith is, now faith is, and I believe that faith is now, faith is active, faith is alive and current in your life today. Faith is not something that you used to do. Um, you know, many people have things in their life they used to do. Oh, we used to have a boat. We used to go to the lake. We used to go camping. You know, we used to ride dirt bikes. Uh, whatever the case may be in your life. Oh, we used to do this. But you don't do it anymore, and that, that's fine. That's okay. Things change in your life. Things get different in your life, and, and activities change. But what what you can't say, well, we used to have faith, we used to believe, we used to live for God, but we don't really do that anymore. Now faith is. Faith is active. Faith is alive. Faith is now. Faith is current in your life, and faith is living. Now it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance of things hoped for. Substance in the Greek means confidence, firm trust, or assurance. So now faith is the confidence 
of things hoped for. I'm confident that the things that I'm hoping for, the things that I'm uh, believing God for, the things that I've been praying for, my faith is the confidence that those are coming true, that that's coming to pass, right? That that, that is the, uh, the confidence, my assurance, my firm trust that this is coming through that what I'm believing God for is coming through and is going to happen. That is what my faith is. That's what my faith is. And it says it's the evidence of things not seen. Obviously, we can't see God. We can't see Jesus. Um, But my faith is the evidence of things not seen. So we know how we get faith through reading the Word of God. We know that our faith is the confidence of things we're hoping for, things we're believing for, things we're praying for. It's that confidence in those things. But what does my faith do? Okay, I'm reading my word. I'm getting faith. I understand that my faith is the confidence of things I'm believing for. But now, what does my faith do? And this is amazing. I want to show you two different scriptures of what faith does in your life. Now, we've been focusing on Romans 3.22 since Father's Day. We've been talking about this verse, and it says, We are made right with God by placing our faith or our confidence, right, in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who we are. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Your faith in Christ, your faith in Jesus, makes you right with God. It puts you in right standing with God. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to be done but believe. But put your faith in Jesus Christ, and then you're in right standing with God. And and before you move on in your life and in your Christianity, you want to make sure that this is taken care of. You want to make sure that this is done. The Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Salvation is not complicated. It's not hard. All it is is surrendering my life to Jesus. Let's look at this next verse out of Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Let's look at this. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. By grace you've been saved through faith. See, salvation is a gift of grace. Salvation is a gift of grace, right? What does it say? By grace, you've been saved through faith, but you have to receive that gift by faith. Salvation is received by faith. It's a free gift. It's a free gift because God doesn't want anybody to boast to say, well, I worshiped really good in church today, and so I'm saved. You know, or I, I didn't stay home and watch online. I actually came out. So, man, I'm, I'm really saved. Right? God didn't want that to happen in your life. God didn't want us to do that. So he says, hey, salvation's a free gift. It's a gift of grace. But you must receive it through faith, by believing. Now, what we're focusing on today is we're talking about what is faith? And what does my faith do in my life? Many people think that faith is the absence of doubt. We think that faith is the absence of doubt. We think that when we have doubts, that somehow that, um, that gets rid of my faith. If I have doubt, then my, my faith is pushed to the side or my faith is gone. I've emptied my faith bucket because I have doubt. And I need to run to the Bible and start reading the Word of God as quickly as I can because I've got to build my faith back up. 
And there are times that you do that, that you do get into the word to build your faith back up, to strengthen your faith. But doubt um, does not deplete your faith. Uh, Fear does not deplete your faith. And I want to show you a story in scripture. We're going to go to the book of Daniel here in just a minute and read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I know that many of you know that story. And we know that story because of those three brothers' amazing faith. Because of their amazing belief in God coming through for them. And it seems as we read through this story that they had not a shred of doubt. Not a shred of it. All they had was this amazing, incredible faith. And we think, we, we, we could think, I know, hey, I've thought this. I've thought, man, if I could just have faith like them, if I could just have faith like Paul, if I could just have faith like Peter, right? If I could just have faith like Elijah or Elisha, any of those great men, you know, of Moses or Abraham or uh, of the great men of the Bible, if I could just have faith like them. And I want to show you in this story how Maybe, maybe it's not as you think it is. Faith maybe is not the absence of doubt. Let's, let's look at the story, and I want to give you some backstory to it here before we move on. Uh, and I know many of you know the story, so I don't want to read the whole thing to you. And if you don't, it's in Daniel chapter 3. I encourage you to go read this story. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar builds a big golden statue And he tells everyone, hey, we're going to have a band play, and you're either going to bow to this statue or you're going to burn. We've built these big fires. We're going to throw you in it and burn you alive. Uh, The music starts playing. Everybody starts bowing. Then there's three guys in the back, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they're not bowing. Uh, Some guys run over to the king and say, hey, those three guys over there won't bow. He says, hey, bring them to me. He threatens them. Hey, bow or burn. And then this This is how they answer him. This is what they say. This starts in Daniel 3, verse 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Which means, he says, hey, bow or burn. We don't even have to answer. If that's the case, if the case is bow or burn, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. That, that is full of faith right there. That is dripping wet of faith right there. He says, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And then he goes on to say, and he will deliver us from your hand. Now look at verse 18. It says, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, I want to put the brakes on, and I want to hang out here for a minute. Now, verse 17 starts off so full of faith. He says, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace, and he will deliver us from the furnace. He starts off, these three guys start off so full of faith, so fired up that the, the fire, these furnaces don't scare us. Hey, bow or burn. I don't even have to answer you. I'm not bowing. I will never worship your gods. You can burn me alive. And I mean, that's amazing faith right there. 
But then as you get to that last verse, the very first word is but. What happened? What shift? What changed? From our God will deliver us, but if not, but if he doesn't. Now, I know many Christians who would say that's doubt. Hey, I know God's going to do this, but if he doesn't, right? Hey, I know that God's promise is it's going to rain, but if it doesn't, whoa, 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 that's doubt, that's doubt, and it's really not going to rain now, right? I know God is going to heal us, uh, heal a family member, heal me, but if he doesn't, that's doubt, that's unbelief, that's fear, right? And so I'm so curious of what happens. It says, God will save us, but if he doesn't, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. They go from this extreme faith of God will deliver us. It starts off with, hey, God, God's going to deliver us. And then they get so certain, he will deliver us. But if he doesn't. Here's the thing, faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is not the absence of doubt. It's the means to overcome it. Faith is not the absence of doubt. It's the means to overcome it. Faith is not the absence of fear. It's the means to overcome it. You have to believe that those three brothers, that there was fear. The thought of being burned alive, thrown into a fiery furnace alive because I won't bow to a gold statue, they had to experience fear. They had to. And and they say God will deliver us. And even if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. What does that mean? That means in the face of my doubt, in the face of my fears, when I'm believing God for something and, and my faith is strong, I'm, God, I know you're coming through. I know you're going to do this. But then you have that shred of doubt, that thing of, well, it may not happen. Their faith comes back around. Their faith comes back around the, the corner. Hey, but if God doesn't come through, I'm still not going to worship your gods. Right? If this, hey, I, I mean, I've had things in my life I believe God for, that I've prayed for that I've fasted for, that I've, I've spent time uh, get, you know, going to God to make these things happen, and then they don't turn out the way I think. And I've had times in my life where I thought, I want to be done with God. I want to be done with this whole thing. This did not happen the way I wanted it to. This has not happened the way I, I needed it to. And I, I just want to be done. But faith is when that happens that you say, I'm still not going to give up on God. I'm still not going to go the way of the culture. I'm still not going to worship other gods. I'm still not going to bow. Because faith is not the absence of doubt, but it's the means to overcome it. It is the means to overcome your fear. See, I know that everybody here, whether you're here or watching online, probably everybody's going through a storm, you just got out of a storm, or you're about to go into another storm. What I mean by that is just life, hard times. I mean, those are the three phases we're in. We're either in the middle of it, just came out of one, or getting ready to go in one. And you need strong faith to get through it. 
it doesn't mean that you never have doubts, that you never have fear. When Jesus went to the cross, he went to the garden to pray. And he told God, if you can do this any other way, let's do it another way. Now, I I can't say that Jesus had doubts. I'm not going to say that. But it says that he sweated blood. He was human. He felt fear. He was afraid to be crucified. He tells God, God, if you can do this any other way. And he says, but if it is your, if it's your will, I'll, I'll do it. That's that faith coming full circle. Faith is the means to overcome your fear, the means to overcome your doubt. What has pastor been saying? You know, starve your doubt and feed your faith through reading the word of God. You know, when, when your doubts are overwhelming and when your fear is overwhelming, you need to focus on a scripture. You need to focus on the word of God. You need to turn some worship music on where they sing the word of God and listen to that and feed on that. You need to spend some time prayer. What did Jesus do? He went to the garden to pray, to talk to God. God, I need your help. I need your strength. I need your courage and your boldness to get through this situation. I really want this to sink deep into your heart that faith is not the absence of doubt. I thought that for so long in my life. That well, I have a doubt or I have a question or I don't understand this so I don't have faith. No, faith is the ability to walk through that. Faith is the ability to come through the other side of your storm and still serving God. Now you know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar says, bow or burn. They say, no, we won't. We won't bow. God will save us. And if he doesn't, we'll burn. We don't care. They grab him. He says, turn, turn the fire up. I don't know if there was a knob. Turn the fire up. All right, they turn it up so hot, it says that when the guards threw him in, the guards caught on fire. They burned up. One of the guards, standing back looking in, says, hey, uh, king, we throw three or four guys in there. And they're like, uh, we threw three. Why? I see four guys standing up and walking around. He says, call them out. They walk out. Jesus was in the fire with them. Now, I imagine that those, those three brothers that they thought, as they're being picked up, you know, they're turning up the fire. Okay, God, this is a good time to show up. This is a good time for you to get here. Boom. They fly, fly in the fire, fall down on the ground, and they look up, and there's Jesus. They had to think, hey, this is not the way we thought this would go. I thought maybe you'd hit the kiln with, with lightning. I thought maybe you'd just kill Nebuchadnezzar, right? You'd knock the statue down, and a loud voice would say, I am God. But that's not what happened. God stood in the fire with them. He rescued them from the fire in the midst of the fire. See, their faith was not the absence of doubt, but it was the means to overcome it. Don't let doubt discourage you. Don't let questions discourage you. Go to God. Go to his word. Go to him in prayer. Faith is not the absence of doubt. It is not the absence of fear. It is the means to overcome it. If you would, just bow your heads with me and close your eyes. I want to close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that as we read your word, as we've gotten into your word today, that our faith is strengthened, our faith is built up. 
Father, I thank you that faith is not the absence of doubt, but the means to overcome it. I pray that you give us the strength to walk through our doubt and fear and to come out the other side still worshiping you, still praising you, and not giving up. I pray you strengthen us and encourage us today. Now, before we finish, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus today. If you're here and you think, man, I I don't know that I've ever asked Jesus into my heart. I've never done that, whether you're watching online uh, and you think, man, I've never done that. The Bible says, call upon the Lord and you shall be saved. Call upon the Lord and you shall be saved. We know that, that salvation is the free gift of grace and I receive it by faith, by believing in Jesus. And so if you want to receive Jesus today, if you want Jesus to dwell on the inside of you, if you want heaven to be your home, and eternity with Jesus to be your future, then I want you just to simply raise your hand. You're not raising it for me. You're not raising it for anybody else. It's an act of faith. It's a physical act of Jesus, I need you. Now, if you would, just everybody repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that Jesus raised from the dead. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, hey, I'm so proud of you if you prayed that for the very first time, and I encourage you to tell someone if you're watching online and you prayed that prayer, I encourage you to drop it in the comments or private messages. We would love to know that you received Jesus today. Hey, I love each and every one of you. I so appreciate you being here. Uh, And we'll see you next week.